So this is kind of annoying and I guess in the scheme of things it's a tiny inconvenience but um, as you'll now realize either I figured out a way to merge the two audio files which I'll probably likely be able to do and if I haven't then I suck basically. Um, but I'm pretty sure a simple Google search will help me figure that out. Um, interesting day because the beauty of doing today in two parts is it kind of led to um, perhaps, you know, some wisdom that, you know, people will either take from this and apply it to their own running or not. Either way is fine. Um, so... Basically, today, I told you guys the session. It was really long. Um, and and actually, I was... And, and I could make up a lot of fibs here and say I was looking at the wrong plan, but I wasn't. Um, I, I had asked a, you know, a coach to set a plan and the, the original plan was the session that I told you guys today. But when I finished the session on Wednesday... Um, I, I called a bit of a, like, a, I, I, I basically replied to an email and suggested that, hey, look, like, I think at some point here, we're running the risk of just doing too much marathon type stuff and not enough, um, like maybe some track work or maybe some half marathon type stuff. Um, and I, I also said that if you look if you look at the last seven days, it's starting to get to the point where there's too many sessions that um, you could hypothetically boast about. So there was starting to be too many days where you could kind of be like, oh my God, let me tell you about this session or oh my God, let me tell you about this session. And and there was just going to be too many days like that. So I <laughs> this is really good. I'm going to tell you the order of the events. Last night, I start, I had had a little bit of a glute issue, a little bit of a hip problem. And because of that little glute injury and hip problem, it meant that for the 15 miles that I did on Wednesday, even though, you know, I did the majority of that sub five minute mile and, and that's really good. I could just tell that I wasn't, I wasn't flowing the way that I normally do. And the glute was giving me problems. And then that was referring to my hip and like the front of the hip flexor. And I just didn't like it, right? It went really good and on paper it looked really good, but I didn't enjoy it, right? So then I get a lot of treatment Thursday. I rest on Thursday, um, hoping that that'll, you know, really help my body, um, like freshen up a little bit. More to do with the hip and the glute than it is to do with the marathon. Um and then, so Friday, the run feels good, but by Friday night, the hip and the glute are starting to feel really good, okay? So I'm starting to get really kind of agitated and, and, and excited and thinking, fuck, like, if I did that longer session tomorrow, I bet I'd feel really good. It would be really good for my confidence. It would make up for Wednesday. Um, you know, it was part of the original plan. And, and I'm going through all this sort of, like, psychological, like let's call it warfare, even though it's not, it's not, it's not the typical kind of warfare, I'm just, I'm about to make a decision, which would be very poor disciplined, 
and my brain's justifying doing it. So it's saying, yeah, it would feel really good after Wednesday in the sore glute. And, and you know, it was part of the original plan anyway. So I think you are just getting afraid of the fitness. And you actually heard me talk about that in the first part of this podcast. I was, I was still justifying it to myself, still going on about it to myself. But the reason we bring people in to you know, hear about our cries when it comes to training is because they don't have that emotional attachment. They can listen to our feedback and then say, either you're right or say, no, you're wrong. And if you've brought someone in that you trust and, and you know they have your best interest at heart, they won't mind saying, yes, I think you're right or no, I think you're wrong. So we had changed the plan to be a track session. Um, it was going to work one in two ways. It was going to be a kind of a relaxed session at first, which would let me know that the hip and glute is okay. And then it was going to get tough for a couple of reps and then we'd back off again. And it was kind of set up to help probably what I'm going to do next Tuesday. And so now is the scheme of events. I wake up, I I podcast, I talk about the long session. For all intents and purposes in my brain, I'm doing the long session. Then I go for a walk around the pitches, but I'm now listening to my new Audible book, which is called The Art of Happiness by Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. Anyway, he's talking about the key to happiness is discipline. And obviously he goes on to talk about like, you know, we're not talking about disciplined fucking soldiers that go in and rob a bank. He means discipline that comes from within and an actual discipline and, and well executed discipline. Um, and, and then I fucking couldn't do it. That was it. Once I heard that one line, I thought, you can't go do that long session this morning, even though I really wanted to. And I'd have loved it. I felt really good. And, you know, I'd have loved to, like, at like 4.55 pace, five minute mile. And I would have loved my body not to have a sore glute. And, ah, uh, but I knew the best thing I could do was call coach and i knew the logical approach the logical approach is call the coach call the coach um ask him what he thinks tell him you know i thought about doing the long session tell him why you thought the hip and glute might feel better um and basically the he he didn't even have to speak i just spoke and i i came to the conclusion that although now here this is really important let me have a drink of tea I'm sure the suspense is fucking killing you. This is really important. What what I would again today, okay, is called pleasure, okay? Pleasure being, you know, the enjoyment of a long session. You know what fucking pleasure means. I don't need to explain what pleasure means. But basically, you have like pleasures and desires in life. It can be sex. It can be it can be Chinese food. It, it it can be all these. There's loads of fucking things that are pleasures and desires, right? And we think that that creates happiness, but actually, it's a very short term, almost superficial sometimes happiness. Not all the time. Don't get me wrong, but most of the time, gorge on the fucking Chinese. Num, 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 feel shit in the run the next day. Shit, feel bad. Hate yourself. The fucking cycle goes on. If I went and done the long session today and it went really good, I would have felt good about myself today. 
But what I was talking to the coach about today was we're not looking for pleasure today that will then take away from pleasure on the start line of Boston. I don't want to stand on the start line of Boston and think, Scully, two weeks ago you knew you needed to stop doing the long sessions. Two weeks ago you knew you should do something a bit harder on the track. Not just faster, but also harder that gets you breathing and breathing out your ass versus marathons very comfortable you're not necessarily breathing out your ass etc etc at least i don't think you should be um i would stand on that start line and the pleasure that i'd have gained two weeks ago would be gone and my head would be filled with doubt because i'd know same as if i went out and got pissed tonight it would be very very fucking pleasurable tonight i'd love it but i know on the start line i'd really be feel quite bad about that and um yeah look that's 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 pretty much it so i went to the track I did my Ks, four of them in 255 with a 200 meter jog. Um, And then the next three were at 245, which is fucking quite the difference. Like, I gotta tell you, 245 ain't fucking about when you're marathon training. Like, you're, I'm I'm running, this week I'll probably be 90 mile, but I did take a rest day. So it's still, you're still looking at like 15 to 17 miles a day. And it's been like that for the last, um, let me have a wee look. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think the best part of the last six weeks is like over a hundred mile a week type training. Um, it wasn't easy, but it was good. It was worth it. it. But it made the podcast better because this is the kind of shit that you have to stop your brain doing. Discipline. Discipline is fucking huge. You know, we can't even drive the right speed limit. This is something I've noticed. It's really difficult to. I don't know why it's really difficult to. Like, the road didn't change today. But it went from, I was driving 58 miles per hour along the West Link. You're only supposed to drive 50. And then it changes to 70. And then I drove 76. And I just thought, it's the same road. Could you not have just went from 50 to 70? Or better yet, you could have just not even had to hit that upper speed limit. It's a, it's a curse, you know, I'm, I'm cursed, I'm vexed. It's just breaking simple, disciplined rules. Like, it's probably very difficult to be very, very disciplined. But apparently that's what leads to, you know, happiness. Because with discipline just comes... Put it this way, if you're a disciplined person, you would never, ever, ever fear a night on the town. You might fear a night on the town for various reasons. The hangover to come the next day. You know, how you'll behave when you're really, really drunk, etc., etc. But if you had discipline, you'd know your limits. And if you had discipline, you'd be able to execute your limits. And so you wouldn't have to fear all that stuff the next day. So I think discipline is going to be one of the big things that I start trying to kneel down. And don't get me wrong, if it doesn't lead to great results because i've just been disciplined well then what you do is you change the training plan in the, in the first instance um but the disciplined approach is calling the coach seeing what he thinks had he agreed to do the longer session i'd have gone and done the longer session now the discipline tonight is that i really want to go do okay i don't really want to go and do a progression run i'm supposed to go and do seven miles I've done them every night after sessions. I go like 5.50, 5.30, 5.20, 5.10, 5-minutes, 5 4.50, 4.45. I've done them, I've probably done 1, 2, 3, 4, 4 in the last, 
three weeks, four weeks. Three weeks? Three weeks. But the problem is, my wee hip and glute, although they were brilliant on the track, I know they're not totally there yet. And I know tonight would put a bit more pressure on that hip and glute area when I'm a bit fatigued. And so I have to now make a disciplined decision, which says it means that this week is now going to be 70. Fuck. It's going to be like 85, which kind of pisses me off because it's quite... But we are, I am supposed to be tapering things down a bit, but it feels forced because it should have been 92 because I won't get to do now my seven mile tonight. But look, sometimes that's the decision that you need to make. Um, And now that I've said this on the podcast, I either have to delete the podcast or hide the activity on Strava. (laughs) No, look, I'll be disciplined. Let me drink my tea again. Here's the thing with discipline. One disciplined act leads to another disciplined act. And so you can either find yourself on a landslide of poor discipline choices or, you know, with good discipline, you can find yourself on a trajectory of, you know, really good decisions um, and and on a path towards, um, you know, worthwhile changes in your life. Um, So, yeah, um, I hope you guys are all doing really well um i hope um things with your training and if you have a marathon coming up which i'm sure most people will um listen to what i'm saying if in the in the two weeks to go before a marathon you have to flip your brain from greedy and obsessive about training to um i want my body to be in the best possible position it can be on the start line body and head, body and brain. Um, if you think you're one of those people that needs to run to improve your psychology to get your brain right on the start line and that's how you justify it, I'm going to tell you that's not the answer. The answer is talk to people. Instead of running, go for a very, very easy bike ride. Go for a walk. Don't justify that you're doing it to keep yourself happy or in a routine or you need to get your body ready to stand on a start line fresher than it's ever been. And if it's fresher and more ready than it's ever been, that's when you extract a really big performance out of yourself on the marathon start line. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. And sorry that I had to probably upload it in two parts. I think that's just what I'm going to do, mainly because I want to reiterate that... I. If I started looking for ways to merge this, it would just be because I'm like a perfectionist. And actually, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to upload it the way it is. And if people enjoy the first part, they'll listen to the second part. People don't enjoy the first part. They don't have to listen to the second part. So I hope you're all great. And I'll check in again soon.